<laughs> Did I scare you? Hello, you are listening to Did I Scare You, the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film. I am your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his co-host and little brother, Vin. And for those of you who haven't listened before, this is the podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny, you selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie you selected? I have selected, quite possibly, the movie that truly stood apart all of the slasher movies or rather put it in a different path uh i picked a nightmare on elm street is this really a slasher movie yes um i've listened to a few different podcasts and some documentaries and i mean i wasn't alive in the uh, yet in like the early 80s of when this movie came out but they're saying that basically when this movie came into the theaters it changed a lot of things because there's a lot of different rules and structures that like Wes Craven kind of introduced into the slasher era and this this really transformed everything okay I don't know that that really answered my question but all right I consider it as a slasher movie yes there is a body count the reason why I would push back a bit against that just is because uh Freddy is very much a supernatural being And some of his murders, though he has knives for fingers, are, uh, as we will cover in this uh, podcast, they're they're not uh, of the slashing variety. Some of them are, uh, I don't know, say ghost strangulation or (laughs) just people turning into uh, a pile of blood for some reason. And we're not really clear on why. Well, there's like at least I mean, he's used his his fingers in a couple occasions on this. Listen. Just because they call it a slasher doesn't mean they have to be slashed and hacked to death. In fact, there is one person that does die being hacked and slashed to death, basically. So, Would you say that for a guy who has knives for fingers, he actually kills people a surprisingly small amount of time with them? Yeah, I mean, it's for show or for, you know, his own dismemberment. I just feel like if you're, like, walking around with, like, an 8-inch hog, like, you gotta use that thing. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you, you you come to the show with the hog, but, you know, that's for the, the ending. You know, you got to work up to it. All right, so I have to ask, because Freddy Krueger is, he's obviously one of the most iconic horror movie characters of all time. Uh, when is it that you first remember coming to, into contact with, uh, with him in your lifetime? I'd say it had to be when I was an early teenager. Um, I had friends. Who- that late? Yeah, I mean, I I was like you. I wasn't really big into horror movies when I was little because they well, I know that, but Freddy Krueger would pop up in like non-horror situations all the time. Like there was, um, firstly, there was a show, a Freddy Krueger show that I would sometimes accidentally tune into when I was a kid. Yeah, and also like. He would show up on MTV and stuff, just like hanging out at like the beach house or whatever on spring break. I missed all of that. Like that, that kind of stuff kind of, when I was cognizant of T 
TV, like in what really was going on in TV, like beyond fucking Barney or whatever, when I was like, you know, a little one, I think the whole Freddy era kind of slowly died away at that point. So I didn't see Freddy and MTV and all that stuff. And I know he was massive. Like, that's what I'm saying. He changed the game, but I missed it. And I didn't really pick up on A Nightmare on Elm Street till I was like an early teenager when I actually watched the movie. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I was familiar with Freddy Krueger before I knew anything about the movie. So, like, he was just that guy with knives for fingers and, like... The fact that he hung out in dreams, like, I wasn't even aware of that. He was scary enough just, like, hanging out on the couch. My, <laughs> I think my, my first introduction to Freddy Krueger had probably been from The Simpsons, probably out of that, um, sure. that treehouse of horror where him and, like, Jason are hanging out on the couch. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one where, like... Oh, you mean Groundskeeper, really? Basically... Yes, the one that that's just a parody of this movie, essentially. Yeah, that is a good one, though. I love that bit where he's on fire and he has to sit in the PT, the parent-teacher <laughs> meeting, just to wait for them to get to him. Yeah, no, so, like, they're talking about that lousy smart weather. <laughs> All right, uh, so obviously you've seen Nightmare on Elm Street before, though. I have, yes, countless times. May I make a confession to you? Go on. I've never actually seen A Nightmare on Elm Street previous to us watching it for this episode. <gasps> Why did it take you so long? Well, for those who aren't more familiar with my gimmick on this show, uh, I, I know that like I lean more towards psychological horror or uh, just like that end of it. I, I'm not as into, and I guess you could say slasher movies, although I don't know that you would consider this that but uh it's possible so um when i was little i found freddy krueger too terrifying and i absolutely would not have watched him then because it was too scary and then when i got older i was just like i'm just not going to catch up with that even when i did start to watch horror movies (laughs) yeah so i um like i said early teenage that's when i started getting into the horror stuff horrors wrong horrors mm-hmm. <laughs> um and this is the movie that i watched that both terrified me but also got me into like horror like this movie caused me to not want to sleep that's how effective this movie was at my age and maybe that's when me and you kind of like our tastes differed a little bit more so because I kind of engaged more into horror after that. And then you were just kind of like, nah, that's, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know whenever, whenever Freddy popped up as like a child, I was like, I was not happy to see him. I'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> not this guy. Well, you know who that was to me growing up, like even more so, was Chucky. Chucky was a bad time, too. <laughs> Him and Freddy would show up in a lot of the same places, and I was always—I wasn't happy to see either of them. If I, we're being honest here, I—I I have a story for you know whenever we we go into child's play, I'm gonna save it for that episode, but it's a pretty good one. All right, well, that's a good tease for a future episode, I assume. Uh, all right, I, 
don't think there's probably any more build-up we need to do. Mm-hmm. Vinny, let's go ahead and dive into A Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I assume that you took most of the notes for this week? I'm kidding, of course. I'll lead us through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually did take... I took a lot of notes. I was really... I was really into it for a movie that I'm re- like I've seen over and over and over again. It it was really cool to actually sit and take notes in the movie and pick up on a lot of things. Okay, all right. Well, we'll look forward to you chiming in there then. All right, so Vinny, we start off with some discordant music and a guy breathing heavily and creepy around a boiler room, and he's making a glove with knives for fingers. And hey, I wonder who this is. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. It's Freddy Krueger. But then we get the title, and we cut to the knives cutting through a sheet. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a typo that said S-Heat, which was very confusing for a second. He cut through that S-Heat so good. Yep. S-Heat. I all right, let me pl- it, it actually it started as a sheet and then he caught it right down and then like that S just took off from there. He fucking took hold of your notes, Jake, and he cut through them. I want to plug in. I have a note. Um okay. immediately, I love the fucking music to this movie. It is so different than any other fucking horror movies we've seen cuz so many of them are John Carpenter-esque. This one's different. Absolutely different. Yeah, there are. It's definitely using like John Carpenter type music as like a bass, but uh, I feel like it goes a little bit more esoteric with it. Probably in, you know, probably because it's it's related to dreams and they're going yeah. for a slightly more ethereal quality with I the li- music. I like it. So the um, the man that made the music, uh, Charles Bernstein. He made the soundtrack to this movie, and he also made the soundtrack to Kill Bill 1 and Inglorious Bastards. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to look this dude up because I was like, I love this music, and that's what, what I found. All right. Well, that's good notes then. All right. So we got a blonde in a dank hallway running down it. And Vinny, did you recognize this blonde? No. I... No. <laughs> Well, that, I guess it's because you haven't watched Better Off Dead as many times as, as I have. Oh, is it because Beth? She plays, yeah, she is John Cusack's ex-girlfriend from that movie. That's awesome. So even though this came before that, she will always be John Cusack's ex-girlfriend in Better Off Dead to me. So you're just going to call her Beth throughout the rest of the... Well, I mean, you know, she lives a short stint in this, so... You know, I didn't remember the name of her character in that movie either. So that's how you know that this isn't just a gimmick for me. Um, uh... I just say blonde. So for the rest of this movie, get ready for blonde, which is funny because in the actual movie, they say her character name so many times. Yeah, it's um, I thought I put it down, but who cares? Nobody cares about the names in, in our podcast as we've gone over. Now, Jake, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I want to save this note for after. I'll, I'll save it for after. It's a good one, though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess her name is, like... I forgot what her name is. Is it fucking Tessa? Tilla? No. Tina! It's Tina! Tina! Yeah! You were way off! Tessa. I say yes, though, I remembered, which I didn't until you said it, so who am I to judge? I'm sorry. But anyways, <laughs> the music plays over her running down the hall, and we get the on the title card... Introducing Johnny Depp. Nice. 
Yeah. We're not depending on like what you think about his current legal troubles. <laughs> I'm not here to uh, adjudicate on that though. So why? What's he been up to these days? Oh, this is the place to talk about that. Go ahead and Google it. Okay. But anyways, she can hear a voice laughing, and suddenly a sheep runs down the hall, sending her to scatter off. Now she seems to be in a boiler room. This is the blonde, by the way. That's going to be her name in this. So, And uh, this is the area where Freddy was making his glove before. And she's creeping around as steam and water billow up. She hides behind some canvas sheets, but Freddy tears through it. So she heads down the hall and stands in front of a burning furnace door. Then Freddy creeps up behind her, and then she pops up out of her bed. Her mom comes in to ask if she's okay. The blonde's like, just a dream. Her mom notes that her her nightgown is all tattered, and she's like, sub dream. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's some fucking dream. And then the blonde's father comes in to make sure that his interrupted sex will be resumed. (laughs) He's... Gives, like, his look of his wife with eyebrows, like, hmm? Mm-hmm? He said something, too, like, we're gonna get back to it, right? <laughs> hey, man, have you ever, like, fallen asleep and accidentally scratched yourself or anything? No, never. No? I've done that a couple of times, and I've wigged out and been like, where the fuck did I get this goddamn scratch from? Or something else happened to you, but I guess we'll never know. I'm probably not going to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I wouldn't record it paranormal activity style because that's just like, you're begging for your wife to be on your side of the bed staring at you all night then. <laughs> like, the camera just invites that in. There's just something about it. <laughs> the so, camera. So the Why parents... Love that? <laughs> so the parents resume the fucking. Uh, yes, but before that, the mother's like, alright, hey, no more dreaming, or... Cut your nails. We good? (laughs) The blonde is covered in sweat. When her mom leaves, she snatches a crucifix off her wall and clutches it. Then we get the uh, the infamous Freddy Krueger schoolyard song the next day with some kids jumping rope. Then we cut to some teens in a car driven by baby Johnny Depp. Yeah, he looks so (laughs) simple. Yeah, Yeah. and his acting in this movie, and I I generally like Johnny Depp's acting, is not good. No, not at all. This is, would you say this is his first kind of theatrical role? This, be... um, yes, yes, this was right before Platoon. Yes, this was his first movie. Right. A lot of a lot of young actors use the platforms of horror to actually break into being a star. Yeah, so and he, he didn't actually have any acting training. He was a musician before he got into it. He sort of just fell into this. Right. Like, he started going to auditions with his friends just because it was like, yeah, this is something to do before we drink tonight. Yeah, and, you know, not beat your wife's. Whoa! So you did get to some Googling. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe. We, uh, who knows? Who could also, say? Also, she might have cut his fingertip off. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> she definitely shit on his bed, but that's this isn't the place to talk about it. This really isn't. Let's 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 look back at simpler times with younger Johnny Depp right now, and my celebrity crush. That's Nancy. Uh, oh, okay. For the record, Nancy in this movie, I will be referring to as Nancy because uh, uh, next to Freddie, 
she is like you know the most iconic horror character in this movie and like everyone knows who the fuck nancy is when, from when i Nightmare think on elm street when i think of final girls i mean i i think of nancy and then i think of um oh my god her name's escaping me right now Laura stroud yeah Halloween? yeah 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 i'll throw in sydney prescott and scream if if you're nasty yeah, no, I would, I would definitely put Cindy in there as well. Cindy. Sydney. No, it's Cindy. It's definitely not. <laughs> you got to get to some more Google in my friend. <laughs> yeah, you let me know how that one works out. I can see that phone. All right, so uh, baby Johnny Depp is driving the car, and the blonde is telling her brunette friend, who is Nancy, about her dream complete with the jump rope song. And Nancy's like, hey, I had a bad dream, too. And then a creepy male friend interjects to say he had a heart on this morning with the blonde's name on it. And the blonde suggests his dick isn't big enough to write her name on. So he flips her off, and Nancy's like, he's crazy about you, which is a way to phrase this relationship, I guess. (laughs) Slight, uh... Yeah, it's Sydney Prescott. We can move on from here. Yeah. I knew I no reason. <laughs> Slight update. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. For everyone else who knew at home and was screaming at you, I'm glad we have closure, but <laughs> So let's get back to this semi rape kind of uh, relationship that Tina has. So let's make the podcast just Vinnie Googles things he's wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll be like another podcast to do sometime later. It'll be like a monologue. If people just keep waiting for a moment where you realize or you'll be like, oh, huh, look at that. I just keep like having false ideas that I just come up <laughs> with the top of my head and be like, now let's Google it and see if that's true. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> you would learn a lot, though. It would be a situation that definitely called for it. Um, but we are way off track here. All right, uh, Nancy's like, hey, stop worrying. It's just a dream. And Johnny Depp's like, just tell yourself you're having a bad dream. And that wakes you right up, which is bullshit, because sometimes you don't know you're dreaming. Yeah, that's the worst part. Then they ask him if he had a bad dream, and he runs off not answering. So, Yes. And the blonde's like, maybe there's an earthquake coming, and the bad dreams are, like, auguring that. Which is like, wow, that's a crazy theory. <laughs> I've never heard that ever. <laughs> and we cut to later that night, and our group is hanging out listening to a boombox. And Johnny Depp has an ingenious plan yeah. in order to, uh, <laughs> to stay out tonight as late as he wants. And it it goes a little something like this. He he has a cousin who lives by the airport, and he has a recording of planes taking off. So he calls his mother, and he plays the recording of the planes at the same time. However, there is a little hitch, and it seems to be that there are other sound effects on this uh, tape. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bunch of... Improv them into his scenario. Gunfire and explosions i think there was like a train sound in there or something yeah it basically reminded me of the alec baldwin uh snl sketch from the early 90s where he's an impressionist where he just keeps making increasingly ridiculous noises <laughs> like i'm down by the pier ah, ah, ah. 
And it's like, now the circus is in town. Do, 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 do. So yeah, you could do that though. You could put that like this is basically a Ferris a Ferris Bueller kind of trick right here. And it's like, what other kind of joyful sounds can you put in on that like soundtrack to fool your parents? What else could he have put on there? I don't know. The planes were good, I thought. It was all the other stuff that was difficult. Having to explain the gunfight outside of his cousin's house. <laughs> Watch out, Ma. Fucking MS-13 just pulled up around the corner. <laughs> it would have been the Latin Kings in those days. That oh. was the MS-13 of our time. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, the girls laugh and laugh at him as he gets off the phone. But with the laughter over the blonde's leg, all day I thought about the awful face of the man in my dream and his awful fingernails. And Nancy's like, hey, I had that dream. And he had a dirty green and red sweater. And Depp looks interested, like, hey, that was my dream too, but he's not willing to talk about it yet. <laughs> the blonde's like, hey, we had the same dream. But Johnny Depp's like, that's impossible, even though I look like I recognize what you're saying. <laughs> and we hear a noise at the door. Depp's like, it's nothing. Then we hear it again, and they all get up to investigate. And the girls hold on to him as they all go outside to take a look around. And he waves them off and steps forward, offering to punch out your ugly lights, whoever you are, which is a terrible line. You think that was improv? Maybe, maybe. He also calls for a cat by going at first like, yeah. Meow, 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 and then he goes, chow, 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 which apparently is a reference to a commercial at the time. Oh, I mean, is that before the Meow Mix commercial? There's some type of cat food where they'd be like, it's the, the cat food that makes your cat go, chow, 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 chow. And then they, like, digitally alter the cat, so he'd like he's, like, doing a cha-cha like that. <laughs> Anyways, this is the shit you find out on IMDb trivia. <laughs> is this the kind of shit that I'm going to have to Google now? No, don't Google anything. <laughs> Google has been revoked. If you need to look up anything, it's Bing only for the rest of the podcast. Luckily, on my phone, I have a button for Bing. Yeah, you keep this shit up. It's down to Ask Jeeves. You just wait. Uh, well, all right, let's see. He, <laughs> he looks around, he doesn't find anything, and then he kind of gives a shrug, and then he gets tackled from behind by the character that I will be calling for the rest of this. Dick name, since he has the blonde's name on his dick. So he's using a gardening trowel to make the scratching noise. Dick name asks, what's going on, an orgy? Depp's like, maybe a funeral. And the dick name immediately pulls a switchblade on him, which is like, whoa, things escalated pretty quickly. Jake, they're just friends. Friends always pull switchblades on each other. Yeah, spoiler alert, it's not really hard to see how this guy got accused of murder later. Yeah, that's definitely um, not going to help him and benefit against the police later in investigation. Yeah, yeah, he's going to regret that switchblade pretty soon. So Nancy's like, hey, Johnny Depp was just leaving. But Dick Name grabs the blonde and takes her off. And then the blonde pops back out of the house to be like, hey, don't leave me alone here because of the bad dreams. Depp tries to put the moves on Nancy, but she's like, this is a friend mission now. <laughs> Depp's like, I don't understand why she's so bothered by a nightmare, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So they head back in and Depp locks the door. 
And then we hear the blonde and Dick name really going to town on each other as Depp lies downstairs trying to go to sleep. And Dick name howls like a wolf when he comes. <laughs> Which is a bit over the top in my estimation. It's a little bit. My, my reaction is more like, uh, uh. Yeah, I think I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> or, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> the blonde's like, "Hey, I guess you're good for something, huh?" Dick name. And he's like, "Yeah, you feel better, right, baby?" And she said, "And this line bummed me out so much." Jungle man fix Jane. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, just like God damn it. Yeah. No then, then Dick name says. Is- he says something like, good sex will give you nightmares now. And it's like, yeah, wouldn't that be something after having, like, awesome sex? You have, like, the worst nightmare and then get torn to shreds in a bloody heap all over your room? I mean, like, I guess she kind of went out on top. <laughs> I think about it. I mean, she had a good last night. People have had worse. That's true. She didn't get her last meal, though. Yeah, I guess if that's the case, that good sex means no more nightmares. Like, I'm like, wow, I'm still waiting on that good sex then, I guess. Because <laughs> every, every night is just a waking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so you wake up the next morning at, to your wife and go, you did a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. Probably I did the terrible job. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, after he says no more nightmares for us, she's like, you have nightmares too? And it's like, yeah, he's a human being. <laughs> and he's like, boys have nightmares too. So I guess he's got some hidden depths, this dick name. <laughs> so Nancy's laying down in bed when the crucifix comes off the wall. And we get a slow pan shot of the upstairs bedroom. The blonde hears a noise and wakes up. Or does she? <laughs> she tries to wake up Dick Name to no avail. It sounds like someone is tossing rocks at the window. She gets out of bed and looks down and sees nothing but another rock comes. Then one breaks the window. She goes to finger the hole. Nice. And she hears someone <laughs> whisper, Tina. But for the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> let's pretend they whisper, Blonde. It's pretty good. <laughs> And she's like, hey, who do you think you are? <laughs> Blonde. But over Nancy in her room, the wall is stretching out towards her as she sleeps. Yeah. And hands pressed toward her as if the wall is latex. And this is terrifying. Yes, quite possibly. Now, this movie's got a lot of sweet imagery that when I think of this movie, that's, that's a scene. And a few other scenes always pop up in my head. But this one always breaks out to me because it's just a cool effect but let's let's break it down in a way of i wish there was a blooper of this scene of him just going through the screen and falling on top of nancy (laughs) i don't know how to yes and that so i will say yes that would be funny (laughs) (laughs) and uh this one's for your co-worker anywho (laughs) 
She wakes up and clutches the crucifix, and the face heads back into the wall. <laughs> then she goes to touch the wall and knocks on it, checking to make sure it's not made of garbage bag, and uh, we're good. <laughs> Wonderful. And she lays back down. Now, the blonde's turning lights on outside, creeping around on her own, looking to see who's calling her name, and it calls her name again. So she goes out into the yard, wearing only a nightshirt, and keeps saying her name, and she looks at the shed. She heads towards it, and then goes to the driveway. And a garbage can lid rolls down her driveway. And then we see Freddy's silhouette on her garage. This is a great image, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then he comes around the corner saying, Blah! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously says, Tina, I'm not going to discuss this further. <laughs> and you know what? He says, ha, 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 because he loves to laugh. He's a very happy man. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't seem like there's a lot of mirth in this laughter, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, you said that there was a good image of his silhouette, followed up by a questionable image that comes after it. Are we talking big arms? (laughs) I can't move it. (laughs) You know what, Vinny? He loves to laugh so much that if he had a Bed Bath & Beyond type pillow, it would be sleep, kill, laugh. (laughs) So his arms start growing out very long as he advances on her. He scratches the wall, making sparks. And she says, please, God. But he's like, my knife hand is God, essentially. <laughs> now, Jake, did you think that those stretchy arms was good? You think it was scary or you think it was awfully silly? Uh, I found it kind of scary in like the way that a nightmare would be with like, Something seems like not real and kind of silly, but menacing at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like, I think initially when I saw it, I thought it was spooky. But after the umpteenth time, just the the imagery kind of makes me laugh a little bit. It's just like, look at those springy arms. <laughs> he kind of, <laughs> he looks like a menacing version of, like, wacky waving inflatable <laughs> arm tube man. <laughs> But, you know, like, I wouldn't want one of those things trying to kill me. They kind of freak me out anyway. Start fashion- fashioning fucking knives to, like, those, like, the head of, like, a wacky flail. <laughs> yeah, like, anytime the wind comes, like, you're in danger. <laughs> so, he runs down the street towards her. <laughs> His run, it looks kind of funny, more than the arms, I think. Yeah. Because he's got kind of a shuffle. <laughs> and uh, then he teleports behind her. And she runs down an alley, and he pops out from behind a tree. He takes his hand out and cuts off two of his fingers, making green blood splurt out. Yeah. And the blonde is not amused. Yeah, he, like, he, like, looks at her and goes, like, blonde. And he, like, chops him off, and he's, like, super happy about it. He looks at her, like, fucked up, right? (laughs) (laughs) The fucking blood is green, you get it? (laughs) I'm fucking dead. I'm like, I don't think that's what happens to your blood when you die, but whatever. Like, you got a lot of other things going on that don't quite track either. <laughs> so, he tackles her, and she rips his face off, and his skeleton face laughs at her. Yeah, it's awesome. That makeup work is fucking awesome when she tears his face off. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. So, she's covered by a sheet in the dream, and she's thrashing in real life. And then Dick Name wakes up. And watches her thrash around and then get cut open. Mm-hmm. Then she levitates and kicks him in the face. <laughs> then she gets dragged to the steel- ceiling, screaming and bleeding. 
and she crawls against the ceiling. Yeah. And Dick Name calls out to her. Then she collapses and falls off the ceiling on the bed. And Nancy and Depp run upstairs, and Aww. Dick Name shouts, Who did this? I'll kill you! You you went so fast through this scene. What are you... All right, let's talk. You got notes? I do have notes. This is, a, right. this is another scene where this is a staple. This is staple killing in all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like... Like, this woman just levitated. The way they did the effects on this scene is amazing. Which I assume that this is where Inception got the idea of having that fight scene, you know, with Joseph Gordon Lovett. It's just, it's great. Like, you can't, like, not talk about this fucking scene without, like, I mean, come on. I'm waiting for more notes than that. I'm sorry. That's, that's all I really had. I just needed to gush about the scene. It was really good. I mean, can you imagine? It's very scary to see her float up to the ceiling and then crawl against the ceiling and reach out to just... do it to uh, escape the ceiling. <laughs> it's just... I don't know what else you want me to say about this, man. All right. Well, continue on. All right. Uh, let's see. Nancy and Johnny Depp find the dead body. But the window is open and Dick Name is gone. Now we cut to some cop and a fancy man cop talking about the case. The victim's boyfriend is the main suspect. That's Dick Name. The cop says Dick Name is a musician type with a drug charge and brawling on his record. He might as well be describing Johnny Depp, but he's not. In this <laughs> later, later. And then uh, the fancy man cop's like, what was she doing with him? Meaning the brunette. I should say Nancy. And the reason for that is, he's her father. <laughs> Which is another staple for these horror movies. Always the cop dad. It's always those dick cop dads that don't want any boy near their daughters. Yeah, so from here on out, he will be fancy man no further. Now he is cop dad. <laughs> so he comes into an interrogation room where Nancy and her mother are waiting. And he seems to blame the mother for this predicament. <laughs> And then Cop Dad leaves unhappy... Oh, no, the cop leaves the unhappy family alone. And Cop Dad is like, So, what are you doing at this fuck party with that lunatic? <laughs> Nancy's like, Dick Name is not a lunatic. And they're like, But what about the murder? And then Nancy's like, Well, the blonde dreamed that she was going to die. That someone was trying to kill her. That's why we were there. And it's, and, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, she really did die. Because of Dick Name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's really no reason for Nancy to not think the dick name killed her at this point. Yeah. Yeah, really. So, we're at Nancy's house the next day after a fade to black, and her mom's watching a news report on her friend's death as she comes downstairs, which strikes me as incredibly callous. Yeah, but, you know, this mother is not exactly the most, you know, well-rounded woman. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was probably just, like, peering through her bleary eyes at this. Speaking of eyes, actually, Nancy has the most bluest eyes in this movie. I'm just, No, I'm, like, really saying, like, the color, like, maybe it might be because the high definition, like, my edition that I watched, but, like, her eyes were blue. Yes. Heather Camp has very blue eyes. I agree. Uh, let's see. Nancy wants to go to school, but her mom tells her she shouldn't. And the mom's like, hey, did you sleep? And Nancy's like, yeah, yeah, I will in study hall, baby. 
She tries to take a sip of coffee, but uh, her mom takes it from her. Then she heads off down the street, and a man in a suit with glasses watches her. She picks up her pace and then looks back, and he's gone. And then Dick Name pops out of nowhere and grabs her, takes her behind a bush. And he's like, they'll kill me for sure. Nancy's like, hey, did you do it? But she doesn't seem as nervous as she should be by a guy who maybe killed her best friend who just tackled her behind a bush. And he gives her a strong, longing look and basically says, stay gold, pony boy. Nah, I'm just kidding. He looks a lot like that fucking... uh, Oh, Oh, you're saying because he looks like Matt Dillon in The Outsiders. He does. (laughs) Is that just because he has a leather jacket and no shoes? He also doesn't have a shirt. You're very much... Yeah. Yeah. You know what? They might have been copying that now that I think about it. He's a street tough. I was going to bring this all up later when he gets arrested because he looks ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, he has a leather jacket, no shirt on underneath, jeans, and no shoes. (laughs) So it's a look. And Vinny's right. It's the Matt Dillon look from Outsiders right before he gets shot for shoplifting. Anywho, So, so he's begging and pleading for his life. He's like, someone else did it. And she's like, the door was locked from your side. <laughs> he has no good answer to that. And he's like, don't look at me like I'm a fruitcake or something. Yeah, fruitcake. Like, there's then the dad cop pops in. <laughs> there's so many yeah. words to say to someone. It's like a psychopath or, you know, like crazy. No, fruitcake was his choice. Yeah, and usually it's to say because, like, fruitcakes are nutty. And it's like, I mean, you could just say, don't look at me like I'm nutty then. <laughs> Nutty would have been a funny line, though. Oh, yeah, no, but fruitcake was normal. So, Dad Cop pops out of nowhere, gun drawn. Dick Name takes off down the street, and he gets surrounded by the cops who force him down. Then they find the switchblade on him. And Nancy's like, hey, Dad, fucked up to use me as bait. And he's like, well, <laughs> let's try some victim blaming here. You shouldn't have gone to school today anyways. <laughs> But uh, she makes it to class, and the teacher is Lynn Shay, who you might recognize from the Insidious movies later. No. Okay, well, she's the medium in the Insidious movies. Yeah, those movies suck. Okay. I don't think they suck that bad, actually. But uh, <laughs> what about... What about... Oh, no, it's going to take me too long to remember. Kingpin? You know the really gross landlord that he has sex with? Oh, that's depressing. Well, that's just her with a lot of makeup on. But anyways, uh, she's talking about Hamlet. Specifically, there's something rotten in Denmark, line. And Nancy is trying to keep from nodding off. But then some dude bro has to get up to read Shakespeare in front of the class. Fucking and dude bros. This is enough to put anyone down. Yeah. <laughs> this life is terrible reading. So dry. So... Suddenly in class, the blonde is in a clear body bag, all bloody, <laughs> reaching out her hand towards Nancy. And then she disappears, but a blood spot is left there. And the dude bro is reading all creepy now. And Nancy gets up to investigate the blood spot. And she walks into the hallway where the blonde's body is on the ground, but it's lifted up by an invisible force and dragged away. And then Nancy runs around the corner and slams into a dorky-looking middle-aged woman in a red and green sweater. Which, uh-oh. And the lady asks her where her hall pass is. And Nancy essentially says, fuck off. <laughs> but now the lady's got Freddy Krueger's fingers. And with Freddy's voice, she says, no running in the hallways. 
Then Nancy heads into the basement, which, like, I know it's a dream, but, like, I probably would head back to class after that. I, I wrote the same exact note where I was just like, listen, why would you follow this bloody path? Why would you do any of this? You see that your dead friend is in a coroner bag, and she's trying to tell you something, but you can't hear her because she's zipped up in that fucking coroner bag. Why are you doing? Why are you following her? Why? It is a dream, and we do things that don't make sense in dreams. But also, in a scenario where this was really happening, yeah, I feel like I'd be like, "That's a mystery I don't need to solve." <laughs> good, good luck to you wherever you're going, body bag friend. <laughs> May you just shuffle off and be slid into the distance where I can never see you ever again. <laughs> Hope somebody drags that out of the building because I don't want to look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. Nancy heads down into the basement following the blood trail. and She's heading to the boiler room with the water dripping everywhere. And uh, this school really needs to get its plumbing looked at. <laughs> So she hears some hissing, and we see a gross face peer out at her. She keeps calling out for the blonde, but Freddy pops out instead. He cuts open his body to reveal green blood and maggots. And Vinny, this dude loves cutting open his own body so people can check out his green blood. I made the same note. I was like, does Freddy just enjoy causing himself pain? Or is this like like some new antics of getting fear out of like his, like, you know, like the people he terrorizes? Like couldn't he have tried like other shit like why does he have to cause himself pain how long do you think he was like this demon thing before he found out he had green blood like you think he was like walking in like the boiler room and then like he got caught on a pipe or something <laughs> he's like oh shit and then he looked at it and he's like is that is that fucking green <laughs> he's like oh no shit there's maggots in it too that's fucked up <laughs> then he's like oh this is gonna help with the kids they're gonna love this shit <laughs> That's what he was hoping for, too. He was hoping for, whoa, that's cool. Not people of just, like, in sheer terror where he's just like, oh, it's the negative reaction of what I wanted. Yeah, he's like, when I was alive, I had red blood and only beetles came out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nancy tries to escape, but the door is gone now. and, And Freddy laughs and chases her. And she's running through the same grating thing that the blonde was in the first scene. And she's cornered now as Freddy laughs and approaches her. And then the soundtrack <laughs> the soundtrack at this point is a bunch of 80s-style computer beeps. <laughs> True story. And she shouts, it's only a dream! And he says, come to Freddy, and flicks his tongue at her lasciviously, which is creepy. He does and that And she a puts lot. her arm on a hot pipe, and then Freddy stops advancing, and she wakes up. And she wakes up screaming in class, and the teacher's like, well... We all knew this was a mistake. Then <laughs> Nancy takes off. She's outside of the school crying, and she notices the bird mark from where she touched the pipe is still on her arm, but for real. Yeah, kinda. Listen, I burnt myself, and it's looked way more hideous than the makeup work they did for her arm. Look, it's slightly red. It's at least a first-degree burn. But we cut to the jail. Nancy's talking with Dick Name. She's asking him to tell her what happened. And through the bars, he's like, someone was under the covers. Fuck if I know. <laughs> she's like, hey, did you see the person? And he's like, no, but I saw someone cut her. And then he's like, four razors, and it appeared as if out of nowhere. So she doesn't like that answer. And then he's also like, hey, I had a nightmare, too. There was a guy. He had knives for fingers. 
Nancy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> then she knocks on the door to be let out. Then we cut to Nancy's house at night, and Nancy's in the bath singing the Freddie Jump Rope song to herself. And she's got what I would call a pretty sweet bath pillow going on behind her. So I gotta give me one of those. <laughs> but Did uh, they sell those? She... Yeah, like Bed Bath & Beyond? That would be the first place I'd check. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond, usually connected to your local targets. Right down the road. Okay, that was weird. Uh, as she sings a song, she drifts off to sleep. And as she passes out, we get the iconic shot of Freddy Knife Hand coming up through the water between her legs. Yep. Which, uh, nice. I mean, not <laughs> nice. Those. Or, nice. I- I'm not sure. But he reaches <laughs> toward her chest, but her mother knocks on the door, waking her up, and his hands goes back under the water. Her mom's like, hey, don't fall asleep. You could drown. Which, Yes. I was the first thing that I thought of every time I watched this scene where it's just like, listen, on a regular note, yeah, don't fall asleep while you're taking a bath, man. You just like slip down under. Yeah, and she was like, hundreds of people die this way every year. And it's like, do they? (laughs) That's my worst nightmare, by the way, is drowning. (laughs) Okay, yeah, don't take naps in the bath, man. That's a pretty clear way to take care of that problem. But anyways, Nancy passes out again immediately. <laughs> then she gets pulled under the bathwater. Now she's in a deep, dark pool with a shallow opening. She's thrashing in the bath with her mom hearing the noise. Her mom tries to unlock the bathroom with the wire hanger, which really took me back to our job. <laughs> Good old wire hanger. There is no locking your door permanently in our house. I think they were all sort of designed that way. But uh, when her mom manages to get in, Nancy has already gotten out of the bath, and she's like, jeez, leave me alone, lady. She's like, hey, you almost just got killed in your bath. <laughs> Why are you like, such a jerk about it? So when her mom leaves, Nancy locks the door, and she goes rifling through the medicine cabinet and finds some no-dose shit to take. And she's up watching television trying to stay awake in her room. She almost nods off and stands up rub- rubbing her legs. And she opens her window where a Johnny Depp is waiting. <laughs> and he climbs in the room and he lays down on her bed. And Nancy's like, the chair, please. Because <laughs> we're just friends. I mean, like, they were fucking, but, like, once the movie started, she's like, that's over for now. <laughs> for the runtime, you get no more of this. And he's been chasing ever since. Yeah. So Depp's like, hey, I heard you freaked out in English. This is the point where she looks in a mirror and goes like, God, I look 20 years old, which, ha, 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 she was 20 then. So she asked Depp uh, if he had any weird dreams. And Depp's like, I'm not going to talk about that. But what about this? Dick name killed the blonde. Nancy's like, ah, forget all that. I have a plan. I want you to stand guard as I go to look for someone. So we cut to Nancy walking around outside of her house at night. She heads down the street looking around. She goes to the blonde's house. And she asks Johnny Depp if he's still watching. He pops out from behind a tree. Which, I'm not sure how the mechanics of this work, given what we know now, but... Yeah, I was gonna say, you kind of... Didn't she explain she was gonna go to sleep, and she wants him to watch guard on that? I feel like you've missed a couple of key notes here. I don't think she does. I think, because you're not supposed to know at first what's happening. Oh, really? I man. Oh, no, she, she deliberately is, uh, she obscures it. She just says, I'm going to look for someone. And then we see her walking down the street. This is uh, specifically so that we don't know it's a dream yet. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's for a 
about that. Big Brother t- keeps track of these things. Well, like uh, I said, I've I, seen the movie so many times that I, it, I guess I was. it was Kodos last episode where I got very confused many times about what was happening. Yeah, and you've only seen that once. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kronos is a confusing movie. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that again, unless... No, 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 I guess we better not. So, Freddy comes in. Wait, 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 nope. I skipped ahead now. All right, she looks through a door with some broken glass, and it leads to the prison. And she looks in through the window and sees Dick Name is sleeping. She calls for Johnny Depp. But Freddy comes, comes in and slips through the bars down in the prison. Dick Name doesn't notice, but he stirs for a moment. And then the blonde corpse appears out of nowhere and calls Nancy's name. And then a millipede comes out of her mouth. Yeah. And then a bunch which, of uh, brown bugs are uh, at her feet. Yeah, fuck that. Like, millipedes, man, right next to spiders, the most terrifying bugs. But you know what? Spiders are useful. At least they get rid of other shitty bugs. Millipedes, useless. This is only sort of related, but I have a pretty great story about a centipede that I saw at work. Uh, the centipede came across my desk, and I ran away scared, and then I came back, and he was gone. And at the time, because I work for an HVAC company where I'm a dispatcher, I used to have parts on my desk. And after a while, I was looking at a part on the floor, and I was like, that centipede's under there. And then I was like, this is insane. You just have anxiety. I'm going to lift it up, and there's not going to be a centipede there. Now I lifted up the box, and you know what was underneath? The fucking centipede. It's that fucking centipede. <laughs> so I got up and ran down the hallway again, and then I came back, and he was gone again. Now I went back down the hallway, and he was on the wall in the hallway. So I kicked him to death. <laughs> the end. But that was the first time in my life where my anxiety was like, "I told you, there was a centipede under the box." Wow, you totally Mahala drived yourself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that creepy mud man and a centipede both popped out from behind that garbage. <laughs> the centipede's like, is he here yet? I'll keep waiting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. That was a bad day. Ah, uh, centipedes. Back to the blood corpse. Yeah, she's got a bunch of brown sludge coming out of her, too. And then Nancy calls for Johnny Depp again, but Freddie answers instead, chasing her back to her house. And then she runs inside and starts climbing the stairs, but her feet get stuck because the stairs are all goopy. She's kind of sinking into them. Marshmallows. <laughs> then Freddie bursts through the front door, and we hear the blonde's voice ask Nancy for help from Freddie. Then Nancy runs upstairs and tells her mirror that this is just a dream. But then Freddie bursts through the mirror and tackles Nancy onto the bed. Then Freddy grabs Nancy by the collar and lifts her up, and Johnny Bed is sleeping, or Johnny Depp is sleeping in the chair next to the bed. Johnny Bed. Fre- Johnny Bed sleeping next to the Depp. <laughs> Freddy cuts open a pillow, spilling the, the uh, feathers everywhere. He sprinkles and then it finally, around. an alarm clock goes off, waking up Nancy and Johnny Depp. And you're never getting laid again, Johnny Depp. Yeah, because Nancy's pissed. like, you have one job, asshole. You were supposed to stay awake. And he's like, oh, geez, oh. But I mean, like, who couldn't fall asleep in a chair? Well, I'll have you know, this is one of the first movies that I picked where a woman has fallen asleep in front of a man, and he didn't do anything mischievous, so. 
trip. You know, you're right, Fee. This is the first movie in a while where nobody gets sexually assaulted at all. But anyways. Good on me. Well, that's why I laughed. So Because, you know, she told him to stay at guard. And then he pops out from the corner. And he's because she's like, Glenn, are you there? And he's like, yeah, so. And I was just like, wait, is it the point where he's supposed to be awake in real life? So why would he respond to her? So if he's like win the dream with her, she's like, uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah, I don't know how she thought that was working exactly. <laughs> I can't really piece together the mechanics of it. Not a good like, scheme. Is he already asleep then? But then how is he in her dream? Or is she like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He obviously is hiding behind the tree because I'm asleep and I don't remember what the plan was. I guess she was hoping for like him to like maybe speak over her like narrative. So it's just like a God's voice to be like, all right, good. He is still awake. It would have really given away the scene if she's like, Glenn, are you there? And then, like, a voice from the heavens is like, yeah, so? <laughs> and also, like, would the reality on his side be her, like, going, like, <laughs> but then, like, Glenn, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just difficult for me to piece this together. But anyways, uh, Nancy hears her mom, and Depp climbs out the window. And Nancy tells uh, Johnny Depp to hang out on the trellis there. And Nancy's mom is like, hey, everything all right with the uh, dream murders? And everything's fine. Then Nancy and Johnny Depp head to the police station after her mom leaves. Nancy asks the cop on duty to see Dick name. And he's like, oh, come on, this is supposed to be the easy shift. <laughs> In Dick Name's cell, he's fast asleep, and his sheets start wrapping around his neck. Because I wouldn't classify this as a straight slasher movie, Finn. But no, anyway, I guess not. But I've seen enough animes to know what the hell is going to happen next. Yep. And then Johnny Depp's like, something weird might be going on. Then Dad Cop pops out of nowhere to be like, I know, right? <laughs> the cops are like, he's sleeping, he's fine. Because they don't know what movie they're in. Nancy looking tired as shit is like, go look at him, please. And Dad Cop can't say no to his little girl. But meanwhile, Dick Name notices the sheet around his neck, and he screams for help, but it's too late. The cops burst in just in time to find him hanging from the rafters. Then Dad Cop gives his daughter a side glance. Then we cut to a funeral for Dick Name, and the priest is like, he got what he deserved, but also, judge not lest ye be judged. <laughs> it's like sort of a mixed message. I hope I get that priest at my funeral someday. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be like, I mean, like, in a lot of ways, his death instructs us not to make rhinoceroses angry. <laughs> Thank God it was a closed <laughs> casket. When we go to a beer fest at the zoo. But anyway, <laughs> I think I cut over you. What? What did you say at the beginning of that? I said, in a lot of ways, his death instructs us not to make rhinoceroses angry, and also to be careful whenever we go to a beer fest at the zoo. That's amazing. I'm glad that's the way that you choose to die. <laughs> After the funeral, Nancy's like, "The killer's still loose, Dad Cop." And she says, he, he's burned and has a hat and a red and green sweater. 
His parents look very her parents look very discomfited by this description. The mom's like, "Don't worry, we'll get her the help she needs." But she means it more like Bono in that uh, Simpsons episode. So they're taking Nancy off to a sleep institute where she's hooked up to some machines. She asks why she can't just get a pill not to dream. The doctor's like, hey, you have to dream or you go crazy. So he's not a great doctor. Yeah, what? (laughs) It's like all sorts of people don't have dreams at all and they are fine. Yeah, I thought that you get better sleep in REM when you're not dreaming. Technically, if you're dreaming, you're not really resting fully. If you remember your dreams, it typically means that your REM sleep has been interrupted. So we all dream, but if you get REM sleep and then you come back out of it, typically you don't remember your dream. This has been a scientific note brought to you by Jake. Yeah, this is from my 200-level psychology class in uh, college. (laughs) You have the benefit from my half-remembered B+. But anyways, uh, she agrees to go under, which I wouldn't, and uh, they leave her alone. And the doctor and the mom discuss it, and her mom's like, you know, this all kind of started when the murder did. And he's like, yeah, she's probably fine. (laughs) Then they have a philosophical discussion about what dreams are for a moment, which is very boring and very stupid. Yeah, I always check out of that conversation, too. Because the doctor's basically like, we don't even know what dreams are, what they do. And be like, you're not much of a doctor, huh? But she goes into the dream, and the doctor says a bunch of bullshit about what the numbers would indicate as a nightmare. Which is like, you don't have a thing that indicates that. <laughs> you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're pretending. They're like, yeah, yeah, if it's a 2.2, it's a nightmare for sure. But if it's 2.35, ooh, baby, that's a, <laughs> that's a sex dream for sure. 2.37, we got ourselves a wet dream. <laughs> her mom's she, like, that's my daughter. He's like, hmm. Notice no wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> she goes into the dream, and uh, she starts screaming. The doctor's like, hmm, must be something wrong with the instruments. <laughs> it's like, definitely reading between 2.3 and 2.7, so... I guess we're kind of on track. But you don't get screaming usually until (laughs) (laughs) 4.8. Oh boy, it's a (laughs) 6.9. I think she's dying. It's the very rare death sleep. So she's riding around and they run into the room and wake her up. The doctor gets a needle ready. They're like, it'll help you sleep. And she's like, fuck that. Pushes the doctor and shows them the gouge on her arm. They're like, what the fuck? And then she's like, but hey, check this shit out. I got a souvenir. Because she's got Freddy's hat in her hands. And they still don't really believe her. They all look like cool. Yeah, well, you're like, okay, obviously she gouged her own arm with her knife fingers. I assume she has. <laughs> and didn't she come into that room with that stylish hat? Like, obviously our hat lost in found box found its way into this room somehow. She pulled out this particular one, but it could have been any of a number of different hats. That's old man Mr. Jenkins hat. He comes in here every week. He's usually a 2.6 if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) (laughs) So she says she snagged that shit off Freddy's head. And we're back to Nancy's house. Nancy overhears her mom talking about the hat situation with someone on the phone. Then Nancy chugs some coffee and her mom's like, so not sleeping still, huh? (laughs) Nancy's like, hey, mom, did you have dad cop examine the hat? And mom's like, no, I threw it away. Nancy's like, I got a pretty wild theory. Hear me out here. The murderer kills in dreams. Then she pulls the hat out of the drawer and she's like, his name's on the hat, mom. It's Pat Shannon. Oh, no, wait, no, it's Freddy (laughs) Krueger. Because Freddy got that hat from some other guy. He just crossed his name. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, mom is still circumspect. Nancy taunts her mom for being a drunk, which comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And her mom slaps her and says, Freddy Krueger can't hurt you. Nancy's like, you knew. And her mom's like, you sick, baby. You're so sick. The numbers are clear. Yeah. So Nancy breaks a glass and leaves because she's awesome. She bra- she breaks the bottle that her mom was drinking off next to her feet. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, Nancy, watch it. Your mom's barefoot. Nancy's punk as fuck, man. Yeah, she's a badass. So we cut to Nancy and Johnny Depp walking over a bridge. And he's got some fast food because he says he always eats when he's nervous. <laughs> Depp gives a talk about turning your nightmares into nightmarinade. <laughs> it's basically like, have you ever heard about an old culture where they say you just take the things in your night in your nightmares and then use it to your advantage, which is a bunch of bullshit that I'm sure will come in handy later. Well, it will also come in handy in the third movie, too. Oh, well, we're talking about the Dream Warriors? Yes. But uh, <laughs> that's not the only crazy thing happening in this scene, because Nancy has a book on booby trapping. <laughs> Because she's going to catch her a monster. So Nancy goes back home with our bars on her windows now. Which was which, fast yes, work. I gotta help. That was fast work, too. I was just like, uh, that seems like a job that would take a few hours. And she only seemed to be gone for not a few hours. You know that security bar guy? I was like, this is it, guys. We haven't had enough business. We're going out today. And then they got that order, and they're like, gentlemen. The business is saved. I'll explain on the way. Hop in the van. <laughs> yeah, in a safe suburban area, probably in Chicago. There's not going to be that much business out in that like neighborhood. Probably not. But uh, <clears throat> Nancy's fucked now because of the bars, because her plan was having Johnny Depp watch her sleep. So she screams for her mother, and her mom lights her cigarette like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, come closer, let me tell you a tale. So they head into the basement. Your mom sits down next to the boiler, because she really knows how to set a scene for a story. And then she says, Freddy Krueger was a dirty child murderer who killed 20 kids, which, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's way too many. <laughs> Jake texted me after he got this tidbit, and he goes, Finn, 20 kids, that's insane. Maybe four, maybe five on accident, but 20? Yeah, like two, sure. Five, if things get out of hand, but 20 kids? 
<laughs> like at a certain point, you can't like kids out anymore, man. This is you don't bizarre. have control of this situation. Let's put a modern twist on this. This is like the coronavirus thing where people are just going out all willy-nilly without masks. Where it's like, sure, maybe a couple hundred people get it. But we're talking about like hundreds of thousands now. And people are still like, eh, must not be real. <laughs> Anyways, Freddy got off because somebody forgot to sign a search warrant, which is also like... <laughs> His story just keeps getting crazier. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody's gonna let someone off who killed twenty people for that. It's just like mischievous, like fucking. This is almost like a vaudeville kind of scheme. Where it's like, hmm, yes, this will definitely put a stamper in my plans. And it's just like, but you can't find the paperwork, can you? Also, like, hey, I'm not a legal expert. But if he killed 20 kids, you could charge him for each one. So if you fuck up a search warrant, you got 19 more to get him on. I guess they fucked up all 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why? Why do we hire this moron to do our search warrants? This fucking doofy from, like, scary movie. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> All the parents found him in his favorite boiler room, and the parents essentially burned him to death. And her mom literally says, he can't get you. He's dead because mommy killed him. Yeah. And then she takes his knife hand down, and she's like, see? I think you're ready to go to sleep now. Just like, I never sleep again after this story. What are you talking about? Not like that, Ma. Why are you carrying his fucking hand? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> she got like a fucking trophy because of the sick fucking killer she is. No wonder why the fucking town couldn't like evict this dude from like all those 20 killers. She tampered with the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> we cut to Johnny Depp on his bed and his phone rings and Nancy's calling. Depp's like, hey, how long since she slept? And she's like, seven days, which is also too long. You could die from that. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely does seem worse for way. But uh, Nancy tells him she knows who the killer is. Nancy's like, hey, when I bring him out of the dream, you gotta help me kill him. And Johnny Depp's like, what? <laughs> She's like, get a bat and whack him good. And Nancy's like, hey, don't fall asleep. Which didn't work last time, but who knows. And Depp talks to himself on his bed unconvincingly. He says, man, midnight. Baseball bats and boogeymen. Beautiful. This is a terrible line delivery. Uh, you know what's funny is like Johnny Depp like also tells like why would anybody want to kill me? And it's like at this point where it's just like has Freddie been pestering Johnny Depp that much throughout this whole movie? And is it coincidentally Nancy's fault that he's going to pretty much die? <laughs> Uh, I think we're led to believe, due to other evidence in the movie, that Freddy has already been fucking with Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp, because he's such a normie, is just like, I'm just going to pretend that's not happening. <laughs> he's like, obviously there's not a guy trying to murder me in my dreams because I'm your all-American boy. 
That would have been funnier, though, if Freddy just gave up on him. Like, this kid's so fucking stupid. He's not even worth it. <laughs> but then what's Nancy? He dreams of the same thing every night. It's just a fucking donkey walking in the middle of the field and looking at him. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't even know I'm supposed to turn that scary. <laughs> every time I give the donkey thanks, it just ends up falling out of its mouth. I don't know. <laughs> I tried giving the donkey a weird accent. I tried giving the donkey wings. <laughs> yeah, that donkey did. It just flew its ass on out of there. <laughs> Me and Johnny Depp both watched it go like, Jesus. <laughs> just eyes to the sky. <laughs> this alarm clock went off, and I feel like a real jackass. <laughs> I just like... A separate movie of all the things that he tried to scare Johnny Depp because he just seems so not plus about it. Where he's just like, "Yeah, it's fucked up," but I mean, it's not like you really tried killing me. They're like, "Whatever, man." He threatened me. <laughs> Obviously, he's just gonna kill the other people in that house. <laughs> but uh, Nancy's pounding her speed like she do. Then Johnny Depp's mom knocks on his door. But he's fast asleep, and she wakes him up. He says he's going to be watching Miss Nude America tonight, which is a weird thing to say to your mom. And he's also doing a a Prime Jake move here of listening to stuff while he's watching sports, which I highly recommend, although typically I listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's what I do, too. She tells him to go to bed. Then Nancy's mom strokes Nancy to sleep, but it was all a ruse. Nancy's awake. And she goes out under the bed to find a hidden coffee pot, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> it's not just like, it's not like a cup of coffee she hid under there. It was the whole pot that's plugged in and brewing away. Which feels kind of dangerous. Oh yeah, no, she could have lit her bed on fire pretty easily. And she wouldn't have to worry about dream monsters. She did well with the burn face. That would have been funny if Freddy just stood there, just watched her burn her death and be like, huh. That wasn't even me. So this is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> so Nancy takes her top off, which is a gratuitous move, then puts another shirt on. Why? For the free skin, my friend. But outside, Johnny Depp's dad is drinking, looking up at Nancy's window from his porch. And the Depp's mom comes out of the house, and the dad's like, You know what? I think that girl's a psycho. <laughs> and Nancy's treating her arm wound. While a clock ticks away, she pokes her head out of her room and sees her mom treating herself to some hidden booze. Treats herself to some hidden booze? I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure she's pretty open about it now. No, she took it out of a closet and then started chugging it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, she's your garden variety alcohol who's hidden it all over the house. <laughs> Which this comes out of nowhere, by the way. Yeah, and it escalates very quickly. So, Nancy tries to call Depp, but he's asleep again. And Depp's mom picks up and rolls her eyes when she realizes it's Nancy. And the dad's like, fuck's this about? So he grabs the phone and he hangs it up. And then he takes the phone off the hook and leaves it there. And Nancy watches frantically from her barred window as she low-talk says, Johnny Depp, don't fall asleep. But I don't think that's going to help much. <laughs> She's trying to will it. But it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry, Johnny Depp's father inevitably killed his own son yeah but i mean like to be fair from his point of view this does all seem pretty crazy <laughs> so the phone rings and nancy hears some scratching on the other hand 
and she breaks the phone. Then she peeks out her door, and her mother is presumably passed out somewhere. <laughs> the broken phone rings as she tries to leave. So she tiptoes back to it, answers it, and Freddy says something creepy on it, and then a tongue sticks out of the phone and licks her face. <laughs> I'll have you know that the actress um, was so jovial about this prop. She loved it so much. She, like, begged them to take it home, and they were like, no. And they were really weirded out about it because <laughs> she really wanted to take the prop home. I could speculate about possible uses for that, but that <laughs> would make this an explicit podcast. Uh, Don't worry, I put that check mark down. <laughs> But anyways, she says, my boyfriend, as she leaves her room, and her mom's wasted on the couch saying, locked, 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 <laughs> as Nancy tries to leave the door, because it's it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp's is sleeping in his bed, with a portable TV resting on his crotch, when Freddy's hand pops out of the bed and pulls him down into it, TV and all, yeah. he screams for his mother. And then a torrent of blood comes shooting out of the bed, spraying everywhere. Torrent. He's more like fucking yellowstone geyser yeah no it's fucking shooting off yeah it's like all the blood from the elevator in the shining but it's shooting out of johnny depp's bed yeah this is uh yeah that the third fucking scene that you think of when you think of this movie (laughs) yeah everybody remembers when the bed eats johnny depp so his mom comes into quite a sight and an ambulance pulls up to the front of his house. <laughs> so it's like, you don't need a stretcher, you need a mop. Which I'm like, man, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it. I know, they pulled the stretcher out. And I'm like, what are you, I mean. <laughs> There's not much left to put on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all liquid. So, Dan copyright. Wait, but it'd be oh. funny if they had like buckets and they're pouring the buckets on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get it even. The pad gets too full. They're like, just dump the rest of him down the storm drain. (laughs) (laughs) So dad cop arrives and the cop on scene's like, well, I've never seen this one before. They put a bucket down under his blood spot to catch some. Then Deb's dad comes in and then covers his mouth and leaves, which seems fair. Then dad cop looks up at it like, hmm, odd. They calls Nancy, and Nancy's like, well, he's dead, and I got a proposition for you, Dad. I'm heading to my dreams to get him, and when I bring him out, you have to arrest him. Because, oh yeah, Freddy Krueger just follows local jurisdictional laws. I'm sure he'll be like, book me, I'm a dream demon. <laughs> you can't catch me in here. <laughs> there ain't no dream court or dream jail. I mean, like, yeah, the guy who licked you through his phone, like, you're going to be able to throw him in jail. <laughs> but, uh, whatever, Nancy's an optimist, so... Uh... <laughs> uh, so I have a pretty good note. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine him in court, in the uh, courtroom, constantly turning the gavel on the snakes and making the uh, <laughs> jerk sink into the floor. <laughs> That's the 20th juror today. God damn it. And I'm saying the trial will be a nightmare. But anyway, I mean, literally. The damn cop's like, yeah, sure, whatever, crazy Nancy. And then he tells another cop, hey, watch my house to make sure my daughter doesn't do anything weird. So Nancy's in a room pre- preparing for Freddy like she's fucking Kevin McAllister because yeah. she's booth trapping her house. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty cool. I won't lie. Like all these characters, in these movies always have like these moments of like setting up these traps and whatnot. Like you know, you've seen like Lost Boys where like they set up before they go storm like the vampires. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, these are very handy, capable kids. Me, I'd be fucked. I have absolutely no background in engineering and anything like that. I'm pretty sure that Freddy would have got me first and would have laughed about it very hard. Well, I'll tell you what, I got one good idea from this movie already. Because she pours gunpowder on a light bulb, then sets a tripwire on it. And I'm like, damn, that's hardcore. Yeah. That's a Rambo shit. So, I am curious, though, setting all this up, how it helps in her dream. But I guess it's more for when he comes out. Yeah. So... We're back with Dad Cop, and some other cop tells him the coroner's puking since he saw what's left of jo Johnny Depp's body. So. Oh, no, but he puked in the blood, so now it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so now they have it going through, like, a strainer to see, like, what they can get. <laughs> but, like, it's not going to be a perfect sample. I mean, like, we all have to reconcile ourselves <laughs> to that now. Might have lost, like, a couple of toes or something in there, you know? But you'll have a son, kind of? <laughs> it looks like we can only find... If we get enough water balloons, we can maybe reconstruct him for you. <laughs> this is our water balloon, son. Don't get close to him, he'll explode. Just one goes off, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy, we better soak that back up before it goes... <laughs> This floor is slanted, too, so you know it's just going to head down. <laughs> What's the life lifespan of a water balloon? <laughs> You'd have to keep replacing it, right? Like, you have to know that going in, though. <laughs> what an existence. My water balloon life. <laughs> so, so not only is he water balloons, but he's also conscious of it, too. <laughs> Yeah, and let's be frank, he's not happy about it. <laughs> but anyways, Nancy's talking to her now hungover mother who's lying in bed. And she looks at her bottom of booze dramatically like a woman in a regional production of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Because <laughs> she looks at her like, no, you won't hurt me anymore. <laughs> so Nancy lies her drunken mother down and then heads to bed. And she says the Lord's Prayer, closing her eyes. She has her digital watch synchronized, so let's hunt us a dream demon. So she remembers the speech that Depp gave her about using the dreams to your advantage. It kind of plays over her while she's laying down. Uh, not unlike the Simpsons episode where it's like, Damn plan, Lisa needs braces. <laughs> so she walks down the stairs in her dream now, and she goes into the basement, and she can hear something creaking around. So she heads down to the boiler room. The stairs are all lit with fire. The door slams behind her. And we can hear Freddy laughing. And he says, I'm going to get you. And we hear a struggle. And Nancy looks down through the grates and climbs down a ladder. She shouts for Freddy, announcing her arrival. And we hear the steam hissing. And she finds a little cot with the crucifix on it. And then Freddy peers around the corner, finger knives first, which is kind of his move. Mm -hmm. And then Nancy looks around, but she doesn't notice his finger knives moving right in front of her. And she finds something covered in blood, which, uh, Vinny, did you have a note on what that was? Because I didn't recognize it. No, I still, 
Yeah, I still something to Johnny Depp's or something. Yeah, I still have absolutely no idea. Ah, fuck it. I guess we'll never know. So she checks her watch, and Freddie climbs out, and she dives down the stairs and lands in her yard, which is a nice dream move. Yeah, I dug it. She's pretty pissed because she like is away from him at that point. Which yeah. this is what I like about Nancy is that she's confronting him, you know, and that's why she's a pretty badass final gore like girl. Let's be honest, like within their confrontations, Nancy absolutely dominates Freddy. She kicks his ass left and right. Yeah, he's got nothing on her. She whoops him like a fucking schoolboy. That's yeah, pretty cool. She gets terrorized through a lot of this movie to being put into insanity, and she finally she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. So her watch is counting down, and she hops onto Freddy and grabs him. And when she wakes up, her alarm clock going off. He's not there. And we see the police lights flashing through the curtains. So this is not a dream, we think, anymore. And then Nancy's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm crazy. There's no Freddy here. But then he jump scares her to prove her wrong. And she uses at least two of the D's from Dodgeball by dodging and ducking him <laughs> before leaving the room. And then she locks him in her room and she screams out the window to her father for her father. And the cop's like, Okay, crazy girl, be calm. And she's like, Get my dad, you asshole. So she grabs an axe and breaks the window. Then Brett Freddy breaks through the door, but unfortunately, this is the start of his nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like, you know, Harry and Marv. Yeah, because he's about to get home alone to shit. So he trips and he falls down the stairs, like all the way down the stairs. And then downstairs, he hits the tripwire, standing off an explosion from the light bulb. And then Nancy shouts out the window again. And the cop's like, hmm, maybe I should tell cop dad. So Freddy chases her into the basement where she douses him with gasoline and then lights his ass on fire, and then she runs up the stairs. Yeah. And he pursues her, but she uses the door to knock him back down it. <laughs> so she is absolutely fucking whooping him. It's so funny because there's this moment where, like, the actor is, like, in a flame suit with, like, now, like, the Freddy mask looks just kind of a lot more bloated because <laughs> it's not, like, his real face, and it just it looks really funny. <laughs> yep yep and he's moaning as the flames consume him and she keeps shouting out the door and then the dad cop runs out and then asks for help and you can see the smoke in the house they all break the door down and she leads them to the basement but freddy left a flaming trail going up the stairs and upstairs a flaming freddy krueger is straddling nancy's mother so nancy beats him over the back with a chair <laughs> And she, like, hits him, and then he, like, falls on top of, like, the mother. And I'm like, well, not the best move. You probably should have tried to pull him off. Yeah, or, like, whack him away. <laughs> but whatever, Nancy can't stop kicking his ass. It's just in her nature. So her father covers the flaming Kruger with a blanket, putting him out. But then him and the mother disappear into a blue light in the bed. And the dad cop shakes his head like, what? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Out of all the grotesque, like, deaths that have happened in this movie, Drunk Mother kind of gets off a little bit. Yeah, unless, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But uh, he goes to the door and hugs Nancy, and she's like, it's okay, please leave me alone in here, where that thing just disappeared into the bed with our, my mother. <laughs> He's like, all right, yeah, I can't argue with you there. 
So he leaves, and then Freddy presses against the bed, kind of like he was against the wall before. Yeah. Nancy's like, hey, I know you're there. And he cuts himself out. Nancy's like, I know you too well, Freddy. This is just a dream. Then she kind of does the bit from the end of It where the kids trash talk Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> yeah, that, that works too well in that movie, but I'm sure we'll get to that someday. So he disappears lunging at her. And then Nancy and her mom are outside on the doorstep, and it's a sunny day. Your mom's like, I guess I'm done with the boozing forever. <laughs> Nancy looks well-rested, and she's like, wow, I slept heavily. And guess what? All of her friends are back, baby. It was all a dream. They pull up in a nice red Cadillac, and they're ready for, a, you know, a day out in the town. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Vinny, like, the cover comes down on that red Cadillac. Oh, what color would you say that is? That looks kind of like green and brown. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like red and green. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you said brown. This comes back to uh, an earlier case where we find out that, again, you have colorblindness. I, I, no, it's all right. <laughs> we don't have to delve into it any deeper. Yeah, it's red and green. There was no brown in there. I'm so sorry about your disability. Oh. Um, so the top slams down and then the window sh- slams shut. And Nancy screams for help as her mom waves to her. And then we hear the Freddy jump rope song as the car drives away. And then Freddy's hand breaks through the window and grabs Nancy's mom. And Vinny, that's the end of this movie. Yeah, so when I said that Nancy's mom didn't, you know, got off pretty nice. I mean, in the first death, the second death, she got turned into a blow-up doll and then pulled through a <laughs> through the bars in the window. So, you know, it's a little... Yeah, she did look pretty goofy. <laughs> she went through it all dead-legged, but... <laughs> Whatever, it's a tough stunt to pull off. So yeah, sometimes we get a doll for it. But uh, right, right, Vinny, you selected the movie this week, so it falls upon you to ask me the eternal question. Jake, mm-hmm. did I scare you? My, I feel like my knee-jerk reaction is always to say no to this question because, like, no, like nothing scares me like it would if I was a child. But is Freddy Krueger frightening? Yeah, of course. And, like, the concept of this movie is, like, undeniable. It's an all-time great concept. Right. Uh, Are parts of it frightening? Yeah, a little bit. So, I'm going to say, kind of. That's cool. Yeah, this movie still has scenes in it where, like, I just remember, and when I was young, was like, yeah, that was traumatizing. Like, that Johnny Depp blood geyser scene freaked me the fuck out. Because it's like, I mean, as, like, gruesome and crazy as the blood geyser is, it's just the image of him getting pulled into the bed. It's just like, yeah, that's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, that's simple, but it's fucked up. Yeah, I think the blonde's death scene is even more... Yeah, oh, for sure. It's a little more troubling for me. Yeah, and then her and the body bag being dragged around and shit. It's like, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, no, that's creepy stuff. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I was like, this is woof. All right. Um, I would say, yeah, this, this is a good movie, too. I would say unequivocally, it's a good movie. Some of the acting's not great. Um... That's sort of par for the course for a lot of these. And, like, surprisingly, like, the one guy in this who's been nominated for an Oscar is, like, one of the worst actors in this movie, but... Ain't that funny? 
like you know grassroots like total beginning of his career and he was god awful but look where he is now well i mean mean, don't look where he is now now but you know i mean like google it if you want to find out (laughs) but uh other than the mom but the mom's bad in like the best ways where like i just keep laughing at how how stupidly she's playing the drug thing it's so over the top it's ridiculous it just um, it came out of nowhere, which was so funny because it's like, ah, oh, she seems like a normal mother, and it's just like, well, my daughter's insane. Guess I'm a drunk now. She's got her thing. I need to have my thing. <laughs> it's how she avoids Freddy Krueger because, like, she's too wasted to dream every night. <laughs> if you just get blackout drunk, you don't remember anything. So. <laughs> you don't remember it, so. He, like, shows up to, like, scare her, and it's just, like, the door's, like, no one's home at the house in her dream world. He's like, hello? Um, hello, Susan? Hello? It's, uh, Freddy Krueger. I'm, uh, Susan. Are, are you home? Hello? He's like, Jesus, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be by later. Yes, I'll try again later. Yeah. I'm not I mean, you should leave a note, like, with my... Knife hands on the door. He's like, right. Nah, I'll just stop by later. He tries one more time. I'm coming to get you, bitch. No. All right, all right. He doesn't drop any bitches in this one. He's heavy on that shit later, though. He is. That's like one of his favorite lines to say. Uh, all right, Vinny. If you were any character in this movie, who would you be? Probably Johnny Depp, because of how unassuming I am. Where it's just like, no, nope, seems normal to me. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, it's like, all right, so I had this nightmare and whatnot. I'm just going to repress that and not really talk about it. I respect the honesty of that answer, if nothing else. (laughs) I think I would probably be Johnny Depp's dad because I would definitely be like, damn, this bitch is crazy and I'm not going (laughs) to let her talk to my son anymore. Damn, Jake, how could you kill me like that? Hey, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) I guess I just didn't understand. But, you know, Will Smith said a lot of parents didn't, so. <laughs> well, you better fucking scoop me up and put me in those water balloons then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny, uh, what's your most gifable moment? Oh, man, I there's so I have an answer ready, so I'll go first. Go okay? ahead. Yeah, there's a shit ton. It's when the mother, like, lovingly puts the son the booze for the last time like no more for me i'm done drinking forever goodbye old friend it's pretty good i honestly i like the one where freddy like hits the fucking sledgehammer and falls down all the stairs (laughs) how's your day going (laughs) and then it's just got to continue because it's got a flash cut from him falling down and then the explosion on his back and then him getting set on fire (laughs) You smash cut them all. <laughs> alternately, a good one is Nancy sinking into the stairs. And that's a good gift for texting your friends being like, I'm running late. <laughs> that's a good one. How about, all right, guys, I'm going to sleep. And then it's a, it's a gif of Nancy's mom going down as a skeleton into the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because that's, like, I don't know, like, out of all the images in, like, the movie, I was like, all right, this is weird. It's like a poltergeist kind of thing going on here. It's pretty rough. 
I think that's about it. I mean, like the, the classics, you know, your the blood geyser thing is already there. Ah, yeah. I don't know that there's much else to say about this. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I love this movie. I'm glad that we actually got a chance to get around to it and uh, talk about it. I didn't know why I was so afraid to pick like these blockbuster movies. Um, there was a blast to talk about. I'm glad that uh, we got a chance. Yeah, I'm glad to have finally caught up with it because obviously, like I said, I'd never seen it before. But uh, no, I liked it. I thought it was really good, which is, uh, you know what? That's a real shock for me when it comes to a Vinny pick. Yeah, so, I think I'm, I got two now. What's the other? Is it just pieces, pieces in this one? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if there's any other one that I picked where you were like, damn, but well. You picked Mandy, Mandy. but I had already seen Mandy. Right, so I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I really think that's it. I think everything like, else I was just kind of like, eh. It's been a struggle. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no way, to, there's no way to deny that. But Better. every now and then, a fun one comes in, and you know what? I'm not going to pay you back in kind because I have a weird pick for next time. But oh, uh, we're not going to get to that just yet. Vinny, do we have any emails? We do. All right, let's hear it. All right, so this one comes from our buddy Cody. Uh-huh. Uh He goes, "Sup, dudes." Well, "Suh, dudes." That's S U H. You know. Oh, what saw with you, Cody? <laughs> he goes, listen, as much as I'd love for you guys to finally do a good movie, which just wait, we just did one right here. Yeah, I just had to wait one episode. <laughs> uh, making uh, you squirm is fun. So I request that you guys watch the greatest revenge horror movie that I've ever seen, but we'll never watch again. The remake of I Spit on Your Grave. And I've never seen even the original of that. Which is, uh, that's not Wes Craven, right? No, Wes Craven did uh, Last House on the Left, which is a similar type of movie. but Right. And then, uh, if not that, the remake of Funny Games. Yes. Have, have you ever heard of Funny Games? I haven't. Okay. Well, Michael Hanukkah directed uh, both the German and... Uh, american version of funny games and it wouldn't be a surprise to me but that would be an interesting thing to subject you to i haven't seen it before but i know what what its whole deal is i see he goes i didn't know what funny games was a buddy of mine gave me a, a stack of burnt dvds and the one label funny games i thought would be fun will Ferrell <laughs> would be a fun will Ferrell type movie uh, it's not uh, go into it blind, he said. So I, I have absolutely no idea what it is. So Its reputation is of one of the more unpleasant watches you could get as a movie. Oh, God. Is it kind of like... Is it kind of like Mahalo Drive? Because Mahalo Drive is like... No, no, because Mulholland Drive isn't, like, nonstop unpleasant to watch. Like, sometimes Naomi Watts is making out with people, and it's uh, very nice. But Right. Uh, well, he's... <laughs> All right, we'll get to I'm it. not going to tell you anymore, because, like, I should just go ahead and pick... Nah, I'm not going to. I'm right. not going to. Right. Not yet. He goes, anyways, great job. 
Uh, happy do slumber party massacre three. Love you both, Cody. Um, yeah, I mean that's the initial plan. Is eventually I want to get Cody on, and not even just do slumber party three, but probably two as well. I'm sure that that should be uh, coming up on the calendar very soon. Then he does. He's got a, actually he's got a podcast on his way, which hopefully it'll be out by now. It's uh, Fanning Tatum with him and his buddy uh, Clayton. And hopefully I'm actually plugging this like accurately too. If it's out and about, he's basically going through all of Channing Tatum's uh, filmography. And they... I don't think that's the right name. I'm pretty sure I remember it was Chanting Taint Yum, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I've heard it both ways. Anyways, uh, hopefully that's going on. And if it is, uh, I love it. I don't know what maybe Jake if you're gonna listen to it maybe who knows. Oh, I'll listen to it, baby. <laughs> All right, that's it for emails. Um, so do you want to tell people where they can contact us, Vinny, if they'd like to send us an email? Yeah, exactly. I, I was gonna go on my spiel. All right, so if anybody wants to contact us on emails, you can do so at disypod at gmail dot com. That's disypod pod at gmail.com if you want to reach us on our other platforms like twitter you could do so at disy pod or on instagram at did i scare you pod at did i scare you pod at instagram i make little just little title cards and whatnot for each episode it's not a lot of work but you know i take somewhat pride in some of the work i put in so follow me there i make some like kooky shit all right and That will bring us then to me selecting the movie for next time because it is my turn. Yes. Uh, Vinny, I will be selecting the somewhat recently released Netflix movie, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. You know, and you're going to... This is bizarre because I actually just saw the trailer to this today Cause I was just hanging out and I was on Netflix and I was like, huh, what the hell is this? And the trailer went on and I saw, um, a very pudgy, what's this? I, I can't remember. Jesse the... Plemons is his name. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I remember him as either Landry from Friday Night Lights or Todd from Breaking Bad. Right. And I was just like, interesting. And then I saw that it's made by the same person that, did eternal sunshine a spotless mind and i was like uh-huh go on well he wrote eternal sunshine a spotless mind it was actually directed by michelle Gondry, but uh charlie kaufman is actually a he is a filmmaking hero of mine so i love his work tremendously and i'm sure i will talk about that at much length in the next episode but needless to say this is one who which leans a lot more psychological in the horror and will probably lead you to next week say, is this a horror movie? And I'll go, ah, it says it is, which unfortunately is the only bar we have to clear. <laughs> because for those of you who don't know, the only rule we've set for ourselves is if the genre says horror anywhere on any of the streaming places we find it, then it counts for this show. Yeah, it works. I mean, hey, the broad blanket span that we threw on top of that will lead us into some interesting fucking things so i like it i don't want to stop it 
Yeah. So uh, if you want to watch I'm Thinking of Ending Things, please check it out on Netflix and uh, watch along with it for next episode. I think that that's going to probably about do it for us. Vinny, do you have anything else to add today? Uh, not much. This is supposed to be hopefully coming out near the end of October, so happy Halloween, everybody. Might be November by now. I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to count those out. <laughs> oh, God. Happy early Turkey Day, maybe, or uh, who knows? I mean, who, who can tell what the future holds? All we We're know is... All we know is that we're progressing faster and faster through this year, which, thank God, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's probably going to do it for us this week. Uh, you have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his co-host and little brother, Vin. And, uh, hey, thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady! <laughs> Yeah.